welcome to another edition of Look Who's Talking. I'm Anna Larkin, and I'm joined here by regulars Stephen Kurt. Hello. And Nathan Larkin. Hey there. Our special guest for this month is a very special guest, leader of Explorers, leader of Even More, and leader of the Vickers family, Katie Kurt. Hello. In this edition of the show, we'll be discussing Explorers, we'll be talking about Sheila Wynn's retirement party, and we'll be talking about the great day we had at Christchurch last Saturday with the Fun Committee extravaganza. We'll also talk a little bit more about the women's group even more, plus we'll be hopefully getting some insights from Katie about what life is like living in a vicarage, being married to a vicar, and some of the issues faced more generally by clergy families. But let's get started by talking a bit more about Explorers, which is our group for 7 to 11-year-olds, um, or junior school-aged children. Katie, as head of Explorers, I guess I'll come to you first. What is Explorers all about, and what do they do on a Sunday morning? Um, well, first of all, it's led by myself, uh, Helen Collins and Gordon Dix. And uh, Gordon and myself have been doing it for uh, over 10 years now. Wow. Uh, yeah, you're the longest serving of our children's group leaders. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. Ten I don't years? think Gordon's been doing it for quite that long. Uh, yes, he has. Oh, he he has? was there right. right at the beginning with me, down right. in the infant school. Right, yep. Wow. Um, that told you. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice having your wife on with us. Yeah, like <laughs> Basically, what we're about is having fun. Um, we have a mixture of learning about the Bible, Bible quizzes, uh, Running around games. We hear that from yes. downstairs. <laughs> yes. We're right there. It's the noisiest group. So like we, we get to the yeah. quiet time and then it's like. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the ceiling. But that's, that's all part of the fun. And uh, recently we've been trying to uh, initiate some prayer groups, mm. which oh. the children stay with. Um, last two years uh, we've been learning about the Old Testament. And we thought maybe it was a bit time now, around about now, to have a look at Jesus. But what we're about is trying to give uh, the children some basic knowledge about the Bible and look at everything in chronological order. Yeah, and you have them for longer, don't you? Because you're the first group to have them for a real length of time. Because I think climbers just have them for two years, don't they? Scramblers mm, yeah. have them two yeah. years. You have them for four years in Explorers, don't you? It's all the way from junior school, from year three through to year it's, six. it's a big gap. I mean, it's, it's amazing that you, you know, you've got kids. What are you, the youngest are, what age? Uh, the youngest will be seven because they've just come up into you know, year right three. Up, right up to 11. And the difference between a yeah. seven-year-old and 11-year-old is huge. So mm. by the time we yeah. get them in an uh, encounter, yeah. I think they're, they're really ready to, yeah. to move yeah. on. So it's great. That's, uh, Does that make it quite tricky to run the, the, you know, the, wide age, the, wide, the big difference between your youngest and your oldest? Does it mean you're doing more differentiation than most groups? Um, yes, I think it is. I think we're very geared towards this is what we do in year three and four, and this is what we do with year five and six. Okay. Um, we're asking uh, sort of bigger questions to year five and six, and all the time it's not just learning about stories lower down, it's more learning about stories uh, Towards 10, 11, it's more about how does this all affect my life um, and have we got any questions about did this really happen? Can we believe this? Can we trust this? Yeah, starting mm. to be old enough to pick it apart a little and own mm. it. Yeah. Um, how many children do you typically get on a Sunday morning? Um, it does massively vary, uh, but I think average is still around about 19. Okay. Wow. Which is pretty good. So it's about 35 on the books, is it? Like uh, no, massive. It's 60 in the books. 60 on the books. Whoa. 60 <laughs> on the books. But so there must be quite a, you know, 
one week you've got a one group of young people and the next week it's a completely different 20 there. So it's amazing that you manage that with such a small team of leaders as well. Yeah, yeah, I think one of the really hard things that can be that, and I have got a vision that maybe one day we have a few more leaders and maybe with year six, rather than everybody say, do year three and four and then five and six separately, I'd quite like to do year three, four and five and have year six separate because mm. okay. that's... I think is the age group when they think we've been here for year three years, yes. you know, and it would be nice to do something slightly different. Mm. Mm. Yep. Some more branding for you to do, Nathan. Once we've got a new, another a group. new group, yet another group. <laughs> Fun times. I think one of the greatest things about the group, though, is that children are so enthusiastic, yeah. Yeah. and they're beginning to become aware of the problems in the world, and they're very can-do. We can sort this out. This is what we're going to do. Well, they did some fundraising lately, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they did, and they were really, really enthusiastic about that. And the idea really struck them that these girls were having to live their ho leave their home village and away from their family at such a young age, and that the idea that they could just raise a bit of money and help have someone go in and teach them how to actually raise money in their mm. own village. Mm. Yeah. So this, is, this was after, I think it was Josh uh, from 630, Josh Evans, who works at Tear Fund, came in and done a bit of a talk with them, didn't he? About it was a No yeah. Child Taken campaign, was it? Yeah, it yeah. was. It was, uh, it, Laos it was, was the place. Uh, the thing that really stood out to me was that Sunday when James Black, Harry Bond and Jude Ferguson, they made a Lego yeah. model, didn't they? That was they? brilliant, and, and, yeah. And, and, and how much money was raised? It was quite a good sum Something of money, like wasn't it? Was it it was around about 100. I haven't got the exact figures, but it's around about 100. And in actual fact, it was around about 100 for uh, the Lego display. And what shocked us actually is the Lego display raised more money than the cake sale. Who did it? <laughs> and we were expecting Everyone the other way around. <laughs> but, yeah. but they raised around about 200 pounds. Fantastic. Tear yeah. Fund was so impressed, they've put them up on their web page, oh, you know, fantastic. as fundraisers. Yeah. That's really pictures. encouraging for them as well, you know, to see mm. that. Um, that yeah. That actually for what them was quite fun and something small can make a difference you know yeah. i think it's a great message for them to mm. learn that young is that you know it's good that we uh, are learning about these things and we're teaching them these things but to see it put into practice and to see um yeah to see that they can no matter how young make a difference i yeah. think that's uh, that's brilliant that's yeah. Fantastic. yeah definitely and i think it's the actual enthusiasm from them about everything that is absolutely fantastic. Mm. Is, that, is that what's kept you going so long rather than being press scanning into doing it? I was going to say, what's kept her? Yeah, she's got you. Uh... Well, I have to say, I didn't really volunteer for the job. <laughs> um, my, the vicar asked me to go and have a look one week, and before I knew oh it, dear. there I was stranded. Yep. Yeah. There you go. That's what happens. Well, yes, because um, with you being a teacher at the school as well, um, so you're there during the week, and then and then you're here on a Sunday, but with the same with the same group of children, really. How do you find that? I'm sure there are pros and cons uh, to seeing them six days a week. Um, sometimes the negative side of school, obviously, is sometimes, uh, especially if they've only just come up to Explorers, they call you. Um, Katie instead of Mrs. Kurt oh, yes. at school, oh, yeah. and that's a bit of a learning curve. But in general, it's just positive, and people say, how do you adapt? But I would actually say the way I do it now is that I actually teach like I do explorers. In okay. general, I actually mm. am what I am on a Sunday at school. And one of the great joys is actually uh, going into different classes, which is what my job involves now, 
and um, children just so pleased to see you and they'll say you know what we did on Sunday do you think that we could do this next Sunday oh. and they talk to you very yeah. naturally about coming to Explorers and um, so that's really interesting actually the, the way you've been doing Explorers has informed your teaching you know you can uh, yeah. be a teacher for so long but actually that um, that Sundays have made an impact quite yeah. a few people say that I mean Izzy Rickards who's uh, deputy head at uh, Christchurch um, primary school, she says youth work's massively informed the way that she's a teacher. Yeah. And quite often people might think the other way around, if you've got experience in teaching, that's helpful mm. for youth work. More often it seems to go the other way, actually, that experience in youth work makes people better teachers. I guess it's, uh, you know, a lot of the restrictions of being a teacher are lifted outside of the school, and, yeah. then, and then you you may learn things through well, that, yes, that I you think in youth work, you've got to learn to win kids over by Absolutely. your content, whereas when you're a teacher you can fall back on the fact they have to be there. You know? yep. so, mm. I th so I think there are things you learn in youth work about persuading kids and grabbing their interest, which pr probably yeah, are Yeah, and it's the crucial. variety of activity, actually, as well, is that when you're trained, it, 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 they do give you a wide variety, but they don't give you what you would do in youth work. Mm. Mm. And that's always helpful. And the understanding, I think, in youth work at this age is kids at this age love competition. Mm. And it's just realising, actually... It is okay to do that at school sometimes. Mm. Mm. They love getting lists as well, don't they? So you got them all to learn the books of the Bible, didn't you? And that sort of thing. And they mm. gobble up information with a lot of enthusiasm uh, at that age as well. I think kids well, love so. collecting things. Yeah, you know, yeah. So whether it's stickers or cards or even yeah. uh, collecting Biblical verses books. that they have <laughs> <laughs> learned. You know, it's, um, yeah. Or occasionally what we'll do, because kids at that age absolutely love all the gory bits in Bible stories. <laughs> so, <laughs> horrible histories from uh, the Bible. <laughs> so if you haven't had time to cover it, you'll say, right, we're not actually going to look at this character in the Bible, but they're the next one before we jump onto this. But next week, tell me what it was all about. And I can tell you, they're so enthusiastic mm, to tell great. you the really bad bit in the story. through whose hair. All of that. Fantastic. Well, we've talked a bit about Sunday school and about starting out in church. Um, but we uh, celebrated Sheila Wynn's retirement. Now, she's not retiring from being a Christian. No. But she no, is retiring from, from a full-time Christian work that she has done for many, many years. Yep. Um, so, Stephen, tell us a bit about Sheila and the work that she has done. Well, Sheila... Um, went out to be a missionary from this church in 1976 and uh, a missionary nurse and has worked in various uh, parts of the world, uh, Thailand and uh, Afghanistan most recently. She yeah. was uh, for a time in Israel, in Bhutan um, and has done just amazing uh, work and um, Sheila's extraordinary really because whenever Sheila comes back uh, to Christchurch um, she lights the place up, really. She's yeah. so enthusiastic. Mm. I mean, she's a huge extrovert. She's like a whirlwind. She's she just is, so but she's fantastic. And, and one of the things that I really, really love about Sheila is she's so encouraging and so enthusiastic about the mission yeah. of Christchurch. So she comes back just brimming full of energy and uh, wanting to know what's happening and showing maximum interest in everything that's going on. Um, and it's an insight into the impact that she must have had mm. on thousands of lives. Mm. I mean, it was quite moving at her party because we did, a, we did a quiz and I researched the questions which were all about Sheila and about parts of her life, like her grandfather was church warden of Christchurch for 26 years, Reg Ellis, his name oh. was. Um, but I included other questions about areas in which she's ministered. And the first place she went out to was Nepal. I hadn't mentioned Nepal earlier. And when she first 
went there in 1976, they uh, reckon there were 300 baptised Christians in Nepal. Mm. By the time she left, seven years later, I think it was, there were something like 600. Um, wow. And now there are over 2 million. It's amazing. Which is really quite extraordinary, the growth of Christianity within Nepal. So that was just one of the things that yeah. we... So I did this quiz where I asked, uh, you know, everyone had to do multiple choice questions about Sheila. And then we went through the answers and Sheila gave a commentary on, on these things. Huh. But it was, one, it was Carolyn Lucas who came up with the idea of a retirement party for Sheila. It was a bit based on David Taylor's birthday party that we mm -hmm. did uh, a few months ago. And uh, <laughs> Carolyn organised the food and that was done uh, brilliantly. And we had around about 90 people there. Oh, and wow. uh, it, was, it was really fantastic. We were a bit gutted to miss it, but we were across at, uh, at, at youth clubs. Club, yeah. So yeah. yeah, well, it was, it was a really great evening. And, uh, you know, we had one person who trained with Sheila as a nurse in the late 1960s and who became a Christian uh, around uh, the same time that she was um, interacting with Sheila. And she spoke very movingly about the impact of Sheila uh, upon her life. So it was yeah, a lovely evening. And it was great also, I thought, having people from St. John's and yeah, yep. uh, people who'd known her for a very long time. And I felt really as uh, us coming along a little bit later, yeah. it was uh, a point where I discovered loads of stuff that I didn't know about yeah, her. Yeah, mm -hmm. a remarkable woman. Yeah, it's a real shame she's got her heart set on moving to I New know, York I'm still well. hoping to persuade her. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if she was listening, I'm still hoping to persuade her because we could really make massive use of Sheila at Christchurch. Um, but she said on going to live in York. But yeah, I hope I still might persuade her to live in New Morden. Well, and do sort keep of, trying. Yeah, be part of Christchurch. <laughs> She'd be great. I do think, it, you know, um, bringing it back to, to young people again, I mean, uh, for me, um, you can't have too many Sheilas in church, you know. I yeah. think having That's what an Australian would say. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That took, took you back to your bachelor days. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I just think... Um, Having having different generations in church yep. is amazing, and having people for young people to to look up to yeah. and who inspire them, and people who've had interesting and incredible lives, people who've taken things like nursing yeah. and jobs that they're trained in, and uh, and find ways to to use that and, and share share their faith. I mean, and whether that's through you know Sheila obviously travelled uh, mm. around the world, but we've got nurses in, yep. in church who who are equally inspiring, and I yep. think that's it's a great thing about the kind of intergenerational thing that church is. Well, one um, of the interesting things about Sheila was that um, she was inspired by Gladys Aylward, who was the really famous missionary mm, who went yeah. out to China. And when she was nine and a half, she heard Gladys Aylward speak, and it changed the course of her life. And I've met three or four people in my life who heard Gladys Aylward when they were, uh, when they were young, and in every case, it seems to have transformed them. Um, mm. It's and amazing. I think Sheila was particularly struck by how small Gladys Elwood was, and she had to stand on a box to address <laughs> them, and that caught her <laughs> attention. And I think then Gladys Elwood said, I'm getting old, who will go? And Sheila felt this call from God, and, you know, enormous fruit has come about from it's it. It's amazing, at mm. nine and a half. That's yeah. A yeah. Explorer's age. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's incredible, really, when you think of it like that. But also, one of the impacts that I think she makes is uh, seeing her actually just interact with our children is just that they say that it's amazing that, you know, she's a, just a missionary come back and yet she seems really, really interested in their lives yeah. and their issues yeah. and, you know, and she goes away and prays for them. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, in fact, I think it would probably be fair to say that she is, uh, she's retiring reluctantly. I think she has been, uh, it's been suggested that she might be able to go 
back out on sort of a few, yeah. a few short-term things. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I don't think she'd be... Yeah, I'm not even sure retirement yeah. quite no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. no I'm well. sure she'll be very busy in retirement. But um, we also learned about another of Sheila's hidden talents over the weekend at the funk bowling trip. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sheila is a fantastic bowler, and I don't think any of us saw that coming. No, almost too good. Yes. <laughs> you wonder whether she really... Yeah, was she really abroad all those years? So she won with a score of 145, I she think did. it was, which she is did. incredible. She even beat Peter, which Even is a, beat Peter Knight from Great Yeah, <laughs> Peter, who was in, uh, in our group, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, I really can't, I, I can't bowl. Anna, Anna beat me, but she did have I bumpers, have the little up, bumpers which, up, which uh, <laughs> says a little about Anna's bowling skills. And then, then, we, then we've got Peter, who rocks up in his own bowling shoes that he had yeah. with him. Um, and then he, he pulls this leather well. bag out with his own ball. Uh, <laughs> Peter, I don't know if he's got his name on it or what, but then, and then he starts, it's just like cloth that he pulls out and starts polishing his ball. Yeah. Up yeah. And, yeah. And, and I was thinking, he's, he has to be good now after all of this kind of polishing. It's yeah. obviously where we all go wrong. We all need our own. <laughs> yeah, that's it, but no. <laughs> Oh, he was just as good as it looked. I mean, he's yeah. uh, 144. 144, he was just one point under, yeah. I really liked the uh, ball. It was glittery. Yeah, yeah. this kind of glittery. <laughs> Very special ball. ball. Uh, it was actually heavy as well. I but guess. it's a great occasion, isn't it? We've done that for about four or five years yeah. now, gone bowling at Charrington Bowl. And... Uh, I, I really, really enjoy it. We're just going to take over one yeah. half of the, of the <laughs> bowling alley. Yeah. It's great this kind of Saturday afternoon where you've got one half of the whole place, yeah. which is all yeah. Christ Church, and you've got this really odd-looking bunch, which I'm sure people think about when they see churches together, because you've yeah. got lanes where you've got you know, seven-year-old kids using the ramps to yeah. get it down the thing, and, and 80-year-olds who are yeah. scoring 100 and <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, just yeah. a... No, no, uh, Sheila's not 80. I wasn't... <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's just, uh, I, I think it's one of those days where you, again, you know, we've talked a lot about the, these, the importance of funk events, and, and I think it's just another one of those days in the year where you do see um, church coming together, and different people that you wouldn't normally put together, um, yeah. sharing and laughing and having fun. And, uh, it's definitely part of the magic, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's amazing. I can get one of the most atrociously low scores, and yet I always say, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, I think it's really nice that we all come back to church together at the end for, yeah. um, for hot dogs. Because, yep. yes, like you, Katie, I'm terrible at bowling, but I, <laughs> I enjoy <laughs> the enjoy hot dogs hot dog. at We the also end. get tea and medals. Yes, medals. Yeah, they all and get then, a medal, don't they, the And Heather Church House always bakes a lovely chocolate cake, she doesn't does. she? That she, she, does. she decorates. Although, to be fair, I think John did it this year. Oh, did he? Did yeah. Yeah. Who, won, who won Best Children as well? Ariana Heyman, I think, got 105. Yeah. So we had a four-year-old? Yeah, four-year-old one. Um, uh, and the so, boy, so Alex so Hudson, Alex I think. Hudson, yeah. What, yeah. what did you say she scored? 105. How on earth did that happen? <laughs> Two very sporty parents. Wow. I, only, <laughs> I only got 114 with the bumpers up. I can't I know, believe Ariane. Well, That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, She's I, a remarkable I got, little girl. I got, well and, I got well and truly whipped by a four-year-old. <laughs> this gets worse. But, uh, yeah, and then I think it was... It was Charlie Hudson, was it? Or no, Alexander. 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 accepted yeah. the, oh, the certificate on his Oh, it was. Oh, yes, it was... It was Charlie accepting it for Alexander yes, for the second yeah. year in a row. He's obviously pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, John Churchhouse probably did the lion's share of the work uh, in organising bowling, you mm. know, yeah. uh, which yeah. is a bit of a nightmare because people tend to sort of commit last minute. Mm. But he books the lanes and stuff. And Jenny Stewart also helped Heather in the kitchen. Anyone else who did that? I can't remember. It was Heidi. It was and Heidi yeah. Gomez. Yes, yeah. Heidi so was, was in great. there. Yeah. It was lovely. But um, yeah, no, it all came together really yeah. well. So and then um, in the evening, after the hot dogs were all 
uh, cleared away, there was a film cleared in the away, land. There was. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I think it was The Butler, wasn't it? Yep. Um, so, Katie, you were there. What did you think of the film? Well, I have to say, I thought it was fantastic, a really gripping story about what it would have been like for a butler at that time to work, uh, well, uh, a black African, no. Yep. Yeah, yeah, a black Africa Arabian, to work in the White House uh, during that time where they were all fighting for emancipation. Mm. Um, but I must say, I came along thinking, oh, just relax inside a film, but I have to say it was so gripping. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, went away quite exhausted by the end. But yeah. it was an absolutely... It's based on a true story, isn't it? Yeah, yep. it is, yeah. but it really portrayed the time, I feel, so well from that looking at that one family and the suffering that family went mm. through, and also having a little look into the White House and yeah. the it different was, yeah, portrayals. Yeah, I mean, he, he was the butler from... Uh, the film started in the 1920s, and, and his dad gets killed, um, you know, utterly mercilessly by this uh, horrible uh, guy. And uh, as a result of that, he's then taken into someone's house and becomes quite gifted at serving and that sort of thing. Okay. Makes his way as a butler and ends up in the White House. And I didn't realize that he was uh, one of the butlers to so many presidents. So he starts off with Eisenhower, who's played by Robin Williams, which yeah, is quite, must have so been one, one of Robin Williams' last, last films, movie. I imagine. Uh, and then all the way through to Reagan. And okay. um, his son is involved in the civil rights movement and with Martin Luther King and then with the Black Panthers, although then he, he leaves that. And so you've got this tension running all the way through the film yeah. in whether uh, people in that situation should, you know, basically do their best within the system or should rebel against it. And, and it was tragic, but really moving and thoughtful. Yeah, it was. It? it led them right at the end, right up to Obama as well, yeah. which is quite powerful, taking you all the way through and mm. really also maybe taking you into those things that there are still the issues around yeah. today that were th there it, right then. It, made me, it brought home to me afresh just how remarkable it must be to have lived any of that era to see Obama as a black man become president of the yeah. United States. You know, I'd sort of got used to that. And, I mean, yeah, and you're not talking about ancient history, you're talking no, about modern history. Absolutely, a lot of yeah. You know, so it's, people it's who remember astounding. the 50s and the 60s in America, yeah. it must just, they must have to pinch themselves. Mm. Um, and it's just remarkable. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, let's move on now, and um, we're going to take advantage of having Katie here on the show and talk about another one of the groups that she runs um, even more. So, Katie, I'll come to you in a moment, but um, I'm going to come to you first. Yeah. Even. I think this group is quite a recent one. Yeah, it is relatively recent. Um, better explain the name, Eve and Moore. Um, <laughs> it was to do with Eve being, you know, the woman, the first woman, so there's one woman plus more. I think that was part of the idea. It was actually <laughs> Helen Hancock who started the group towards the, the end of her time as curate here. And we were looking to try and get something for young mums where they could sort of have discussion, maybe study the Bible, at least talk or discuss faith. And it was quite difficult to incorporate people in that position into existing groups. Uh, so in the end, we dreamt up the idea of even more um, with the idea that it's sort of a place where people can bring children and rather than shoving them in a creche, they could have the children playing while they discuss. And mm. Helen got it off the ground through in, you know, all the characteristic energy into it. Um, and then when Helen moved on, um, uh, it went to Katie. Uh, she won the, the bidding. Really? Yeah, well, I don't jump to the front of the queue as <laughs> But you do normal. enjoy it, don't you? I, 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 would, I would 
you know, from my perspective, it does seem to be something you're very enthusiastic about and enjoy. Yeah, I love being uh, with a group of mums, and I think when your children are all growing up into teenage years, it's lovely to be able to mix with young mums and their babies, and uh, it's, it's just brilliant. And Does I it make you a bit broody and want another one? No, 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 definitely <laughs> not. I'm going to try not to stray into too much domestic. Uh, it's a bit like a double date. <laughs> no, no, no. I think the highlight has to be the cake, of course. Yes. yes. But even more, we have so much good food. Yeah. There is the odd week where everybody forgets to bring anything. <laughs> and then we're rummaging through the tins in the kitchen. No, I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I'm quite lucky. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. they bring me cake in the office. Well, what actually happens then? I mean, whenever I wonder into it you're chatting but presumably at some stage you, you uh, actually have some discussion yeah it, well, it might be nice to think there was structure it is less structured than when helen started it off but um basically it depends we you're saying helen week. was a control freak <laughs> no i am not and <laughs> i would never say that but she uh, I think we've gone from having a written out program to going a little bit week by week. Yeah. But I think you yeah. need to be flexible when there's small children involved, especially if there's a large number of small children. Yeah. I think especially <laughs> now because we've got a couple of mums who are coming along with twins. So we've got two sets of twins. Oh, wow. Uh, we used to, when I first started off, it was very, very uh, quite structured. We would either be looking at, we come in, have a drink, have cake. There'd be a sort of chat about really what's your week been like what are the pressures in your week uh, and there are quite a few pressures when you're a young mum and then um, basically we'd settle down to watch quite often a video and then we discuss it afterwards and then we always have this time where we do three songs with the children, mm -hmm. two oh. secular, and then we try and get one Sunday morning one in. So the secular songs, what, the wheels on the bus? So yeah, the wheels on the bus. Uh, that's secular. I was thinking that every, every month. I Oasis or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that exciting. <laughs> okay. I can't quite see some of our little ease cope with that. The yeah. favourites at the moment are Bar Bar Black Sheep yeah. and Twinkle Twinkle Little oh, Star. Yep. Always a classic. Yep. But it's also a brilliant thing. I'm thinking of moving the time slot to on the week because it gets them so quiet it's amazing they're all what, crying the or, oh, the children. no the children are all crying and screaming you have song time and then it's really peaceful mm. just for a few minutes of course you've got as you said you've got you've got two mothers there with three children under the age of four haven't you you've got you know the old woman who lived in a shoe with so many children she didn't know what to do uh, emma jackson and uh, and Arnie, Arnie Elvin Speller, yeah, they both they both. No, we don't have all three children oh, with them. You just have the twins. So you get Molly and William and yeah. Megan and Amelia, is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And um, yeah. it can be very lively. Yeah. So um, so basically now it tends to be that we sometimes have a very short reading uh, from a Bible or a video and discuss really it and how it relates to our lives. So but Katie, what, what would you say are the major issues facing the, the mums who go along? Um, you talk about trying to relate, relate what you do and, and your discussions to things that they might be facing in their, in their lives. Um, I think one of the things is that uh, they spend long hours often with their husbands at work and they're going to get home quite late mm. on their own. Um, I think often their parents live further away, so sometimes they're fortunate enough to have mum visit or dad visit, but they can be miles away sometimes and only come yeah. maybe every six weeks. Um, there's also, I think, for young mums sometimes who've been working, that pressure, should I go back to work, shouldn't I? 
actually, I want yeah that tension. And then if you make that decision to be mostly at home and just do a tiny bit of work, is this, you know, is this what I should be doing? And yeah. there's the pressure from mums who've opted to go back full-time mm. um, from that angle. And I remember finding that very difficult. Mm. People thought that I was confident uh, when I had the twins and couldn't understand why I wasn't going back to full-time work. Mm. It's and strange. I, there can be a bit of prejudice both ways, can't there? Yeah. You know, that, you know, it can be a lose-lose. You, yeah, so. you, you most commonly hear about people... Uh, saying, oh, you know, you shouldn't be working, you should be at home with the children. But there can be a bit of, well, why aren't you, you know, you're sort of letting down women by not going back to work yeah. or, you know, and it, um, it's I'm strange sure how much pressure there can be. Answer, right? yeah. say that it'll be different for different people. I yeah. think it's got to be personal choice, but I yeah. think very much women feel the pressure of other women yes. and views, and we're all insecure at heart. And I think even more can hopefully be that uh, time where we can come and talk about the things that worry us and then pray about it and what has been lovely to see is people coming back the next week and saying things like you know what we talked about last week is so much better this week oh that's yeah. fantastic yeah. and it's brilliant just having a small group who meet together and it really is really simple it's just meeting chatting having nice food yeah. <laughs> and uh, making sure the children have a good time as well yeah. Mm. Yeah. so when you say it's a small group is it something that people can join oh yeah definitely we'd like it to grow because of course there's the whole issue that once children get to three they probably won't be coming anymore yeah. because of going to preschool mm. yeah although to be fair there are a couple of mums yeah. who have opted to keep their children out of uh, preschool on Wednesday mornings yeah oh, that's mm. nice. so I did a bit of a promotion of it on Sunday morning and um, okay. quite a few um, mums including some who are just about to have new babies expressed a lot of interest in it so yeah. so katie tell us again when it meets it's every other wednesday isn't it yeah roughly? it's every other wednesday the wednesday that connections doesn't meet which is okay. the other women's group at church um and basically uh, it's 9 30 to 11 30 sometimes going on 12 depending <laughs> on the week mm. uh, but it has to stop at 12 because i work in the afternoon <laughs> and yeah. it's in it they you meet in the scramblers room don't you yeah in we the do hall. just off the office so yeah. Great. Well, Katie, it's nearly time for us to finish, but I really do want to make the most of having you on the show. So um, I thought to close, maybe you could dish some dirt on what it's like well, to be married yeah. to the vicar, not just any vicar, but to be married to our vicar, who is um, unique, um, and, um, and what it's like to live That's in a vicarage. True. And I think also your, um, your, your dad was a vicar as well, wasn't he? So you've spent... Your whole life in a vicarage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what well, have you actually, learned? I had a few years in between where <laughs> I was escaped. Um, no, I think it, the first thing needs to be said uh, that both vicars were very different from each other. <laughs> um, uh, but basically, whether I was a child or not, or, or now really, I've loved being the centre of a big community. Mm. Now, when I was growing up, we lived in this, uh, the bit I remember mostly was living in this huge vicarage in uh, Fulham and... Was um, it not far from here? Not yeah. far oh, at okay. all. Oh yeah, when we came here there were some people in the congregation who remember Katie as a little girl. Oh, and, wow. uh, you know, her nickname was Bumble because her mum put her in a, a black and yellow jumper. That was an unnecessary She was on the port <laughs> 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 um, Mrs Bumble. <laughs> yeah, and that, that was quite incredible because even when I was, uh, we moved to Wallington then and there was actually, um, Alan Spence was here then, yeah. and he was actually in the youth group there when my dad was oh. yeah. vicar there. So um, it was actually quite funny. It felt like here that we're going to be people from all different parts of my yeah. life. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I loved it really. I think uh, people were always coming and going. Uh, I think in those days, uh, vicars and their wives were almost like a team completely. You know, like wives had to run a great deal more groups. Yeah, um, I guess it was probably a bit before uh, women's ministry. Yeah, really definitely. Yeah, ordination uh, of women, I think, has, yeah. has made it a bit different for vicars. Uh, wives. I think before the ordination of women, the wife was the unpaid curate. Yeah. Really. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it's changed the dynamic somewhat. And it? I think we all felt a little bit involved because instead of people having a church office and everything, people would come into your home and we were used to seeing people who needed help and I remember on Saturday mornings there would always uh, be homeless people that come and sit in our garden yeah. and we'd take them out. I remember taking trays out of egg sandwiches. So you felt very involved. Mm. Uh, my parents regularly ran these um, suppers and inviting lots of people in with a speaker. Yeah, Cliff Richard, didn't you? We did at one oh, wow. uh, supper. <laughs> I remember him coming to play the guitar. Uh, what, did we, he sing? Do you remember? Uh, no, I'm afraid not. I was quite young at the time. But I do you remember... You went out with him for a little while, didn't no, you? No, I did not. Stephen just stop it. <laughs> He's a little bit older than me. Just a little. My parents age. I remember sitting on the stairs and we'd all look, because there was me and my had uh, another sister and two brothers, looking really hungry as people walked past. Oh. I would get seconds because we'd already had tea. Um, <laughs> yeah, the poor vicar's children just waiting for the leftovers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to be honest, it wasn't much different. From my, I can remember as a child, mum and dad having big groups of people from church round and I used mm. to hang around hoping that, you know, let's see, <laughs> as soon as they've gone into the living room for their coffee, I can go in and scavenge from the table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. I can remember that, or creeping down the stairs to listen in and then you think a few years later they couldn't have paid me to go to a prayer meeting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I know, know exactly. It's interesting though, because I think, you know, although I grew up as a vicar's son and that's been really helpful uh, to becoming a vicar, I think in terms of the family being able to adjust to life in a vicarage, Katie being a vicar's daughter has probably had even more Mm. influence because often it is the spouse who finds it quite tricky mm. you know when you get ordained you're into the job you you know that's just a given yeah. spouses actually do often find it quite difficult mm. being married to clergy and, and I think you know a lot of it is basically second nature to Katie I think because that's what you grew up with really yeah probably it's made me a bit more accepting of the things that happen um, I think the thing about my dad and Stephen that are similar is they were both quite big jokers. Things that are different is that my dad was a lot quieter. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, no, our house is always very, very lively. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, and mostly a good place to be. So um, lots of fun going on. So, um, but I think there are obviously stresses. And when you have children you worry a bit that they're constantly in the public eye and that when they're going through a little bit of a tough time, you want to, you want to uh, protect them from people yeah. knowing too much. Yeah, yes, I mean, yeah. I think that's always, that's the strength of community and the challenge of community yeah. is, you know, yeah. That, yeah, you know, hoping that it always ends up positively. But I, I mean, I can remember... Um, even, I mean, I, my mum and dad weren't, uh, they were involved in church, but they weren't uh, leading a church. But we used to have all sorts of people coming in and out of the house, you know, people mm. needing somewhere to stay for a little while would come and stay with their mm. people. You know, I can remember even, this wasn't that long ago, um, one of mum's friends who'd had a really uh, tough year, uh, had a lot of things going on, and she'd nowhere to go for Christmas. And uh, I, I knew her fairly well, but I, I show up over to Ireland for Christmas, and Mum said to me just before she arrived, uh, 
Um, now, this lady may get quite upset, but if she bursts into tears at the dinner table, just keep eating and just keep going. <laughs> it's Christmas <laughs> Day, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I imagine, you but know, that's good, that's you that's good that for, kind of But that's good for kids, isn't it? Because yeah. I think, you know, one of the things that uh, families can be quite insular, and I think anything that is encouraging uh, children growing up to realise the world is wider than just what yeah. they see right in front of them is really good and mm. helpful. I mean, I think part of it does come down to personality. I really enjoyed being a, a vicar's son. I think my elder brother didn't enjoy it so much, but we've both still ended up being vicars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say there's only two, two routes for vicars' children, isn't it? They either become vicars or Go rebels. To prison. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, Katie's brother's a vicar as well. Yeah, yeah. well, my brother's a vicar, but my other brother's a doctor. So let's, just in case our children ever listen to this, <laughs> there are lots there's of no careers that you could do. Or become rebels, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's absolutely you, you fine. Get, I mean, you get quite a lot of envy, I think it would be fair to say, wouldn't you? You know, a lot of people... I think say to you, it must be wonderful being married to Stephen as vicar. Uh, that's not the most common expression <laughs> of people's thoughts that I get. Um, oh. Uh, oh, I thought it was. No, I think <laughs> I think uh, I've got used to being. Uh, I see my role as supporting Stephen and have always done that. Yeah. Um, but I think. Thank you. <laughs> I think basically a lot of my role now, with the, uh, maybe it's with women's ord ordination and everything and ministry, is possibly it comes down to finding fancy dress outfits, yep. occasionally wearing them myself. Yeah. Um, Getting stuck in really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, getting stuck in, and you know, occasionally when Stephen hasn't got an idea for a last-minute assembly, Katie, what am I going to do? Absolutely, mm. and you come up trumps. So, well, I think from a serious point of view, I want. To pay tribute to Katie because I'm able to be the vicar that I think I need to be only because of what Katie yeah. does actually um, and and that's a massive um, that's a massive advantage which I've got to be careful I don't take for granted because I think one of the things that I think probably is very very difficult in Christian ministry if you're being tugged two directions so yeah. to have Katie and the children buying in so strongly to, to Christchurch with so much enthusiasm, um, you know, means that it's always flowing really in the same direction. We're buying yeah. into it very strongly as a family. And I think we as a church benefit massively from the fact that the whole of the Kurt family is so, um, so in it all together. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, mean, I, I think uh, we get so much out of it too, though. Yeah. I think the kids get loads out of having one great big family. And I think a lot of Christian families would say that, really. Yeah. Yeah. That if you buy into it, you yeah. have this whole big family. Um, I think if a church has, and some churches aren't able to do this, if they've got lots of children's and youth work, then I think being a clergy kid has far more advantages than disadvantages, unless you're painfully shy and hate any attention yeah. whatsoever. Um, because you're, you're well-known people tend to take a very kind interest in your yeah, life. Yeah, people look out for yeah, it. Yeah, people I mean, do. Yeah. Katie, I, I think, is uh, teaching bravely, teaching James and Rebecca how to drive at the minute. You know, I don't oh, Katie I'd, Loughman, yeah. yeah I don't yeah, think yeah. I'd, I'd dare is. try to teach someone to drive. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. And, you know, I think it's, I, I think it's great. I think, uh, especially for kids who've grown up um, with parents involved in church and things like yeah. that, they, they often really do get to see um, just what we hope church yeah. is. And, you know, hopefully that, will be that for every child yeah, who grows up in church. Absolutely. You know, um, that's, that's what I'd love, to, I'd love to see that happen, you know, where every kid who grows up in this church feels they're part of one big family. Yeah, has a hundred aunts them. and uncles. Yeah, who, rather who, like uh, it takes a village to raise a child yeah. thing they talk about mm. in Africa, you know, that if everyone in church can be 
um, feel that they've all got a real commitment to to the children and young people at the church, then I think they grow up with so much more security. Absolutely. And to be honest, I think that's one of the blessings, going back to really just briefly working in school, is that children will, I, you know, will say to me sometimes, like, I'm really worried about this, uh, you know, and you do, they actually feel they can come up to you uh, as the vicar's wife, even when you're in school. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Or their Sunday school teacher and that's lovely mm. and uh, so at least we know it's not all bad anyway yes <laughs> well not all you bad. love it really don't you <laughs> well there's so much we can't talk about <laughs> it is a family show that's for, it the, is. <laughs> that's for the outtake <laughs> well katie on behalf of everybody at christchurch we would like to thank you for all that you do uh, not just as the vicar's wife, but the things that you do that we ought not to expect of a vicar's wife, the things that you do of your, of your own free will. <laughs> um, thank you for joining us tonight. Well, that's all from us. But for more information about what's going on at Christchurch, you can visit our website, ccnm.org. You can follow us on Facebook, um, facebook.com forward slash Christchurch New Molden, or you can follow us on Twitter at ccnmnews. Thanks again and see you next time.